Welcome to Loving God and Making Money. I am Julaine Smith. And I am Kyle Alvarez. Come on, Kyle, jump on in What's there. up, everybody? Yes, and this is our podcast. And we are here because we want to light a fire under your ambition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that's right. So you can go into the workplace and make more, save more, and give more than you ever thought possible to the glory of God. God. Yes, yes, yes. And the thing that's so interesting about that, folks, is when you do it to God's glory, you actually enjoy the ride. That's right. There's something about that reverse reciprocal give back uh-huh, that happens when you're doing it to the glory of God. You will enjoy the ride. And so Kyla and, here, Kyla and I are here on Mondays to basically encourage you to do that. Mm-hmm. And we are continuing in a series we started last week where Kyla introduced this topic and, and, and the series is, is actually titled, what you call it, Kyla? The workplace, a sea of despair. <laughs> oh my God. I know the sea of despair, the workplace. And I, when, I, when she first told me that that's what she wanted to title this series, I was like, Kyla, oh my God, that sounds so bad. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is people, she's got some statistics to back it up. And so we talked a little bit about those last week. Um, something about leadership, not mm-hmm. feeling appreciated and, yep. and, and people feeling like they can't be themselves mm-hmm. and, and hating their jobs. Kyla, what were those statistics that we talked about um, in last time's broadcast, last time's podcast? Yeah. So uh, the reason I call it a workplace to see a despair is because, again, 79% of people uh, who quit their jobs did so with a lack of appreciation. 79% folks of people who leave their jobs, according to this is a Harvard business, uh, business mm-hmm. uh, school study, 79% of people who leave their jobs cited the fact that they were not feeling appreciated as the reason they left. Yes. And okay, then another that's one. Yes. And then another one out of 3000 workers, mm-hmm. 61% said that they felt like they had to cover who they were mm-hmm. and covering as a means of maybe their race, their gender, their religion, their mm-hmm. personality. So in mm-hmm. other words, what they're saying is 61% of people in the workplace feel like they can't authentically be who God called them to be. Yeah. And let's talk about that from mm-hmm. a perspective of race. Cause you know, I'm an African-American woman. When I walk in the room, y'all are going to know that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's not like we're talking about, you can't, you don't walk in and your ethnic background or your heritage is not apparent, especially if you're a person of color. That's right. But Having said that, it does mean that you can go into a workplace situation where you feel like you cannot be your authentic self in Mm -hmm. terms of how you express your thoughts, your ideas, right? That it it doesn't necessarily align Mm -hmm. with the standard, Mm -hmm. let's use the word culture Mm -hmm. of the workplace. And so therefore you need to sort of hide yourself. Now, let me say this from years of experience, having been in the workforce and climbed the corporate finance ladder, et cetera, there are definitely uh, situations where wisdom, mm -hmm, W-I-S-D-O-M would tell you to keep your mouth shut, that it's not always uh, 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 appropriate for you to speak up and try to declare who you are in the context of where you work. Mm -hmm. However, when it gets to the place where you feel like you got to wear a mask and you walk it in every day and you have to dumb down who you are and you cannot be your authentic self. Yeah. 
That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Something's not yeah. right. Okay. Okay. So Kyla, what were the other uh, statistics that you, you talked about? We, we, we went over this last week. Yeah. What was the third one? So the third one that I went over last week was with the Harvard Business Review. They mm-hmm. said that conservatively, 40% of people actually hate hate, Mm. hate their jobs. Mm. Um, And Mm -hmm. actually, Mm -hmm. when you look at other surveys, Mm -hmm. um, other ones have percentages closer to 50 or 55% of people. Yeah. And then um, another thing that I wanted to bring up was I looked at the CDC, which is the Center uh, for Disease Control and Prevention. Yes. um, Because I was looking also not at just those practical stats, but the psychology. Okay. So they they have some great statistics about the psychology of where people are at in the okay. workplace. Okay. And this study by the CDC said that 40% of all working Americans would categorize that their workspace as a, is an extremely, quote unquote, extremely stressful environment. And then I was listening mm-hmm. to a TED Talk that actually also confirmed that, that 40% of people hate their jobs because it is an extremely mm. stressful environment. And stress. Stress mm-hmm. gets that cortisol going in your mm-hmm. belly, gets the adrenaline flowing in your body. It's not healthy, folks, no. for us to be in an environment where we are working. And let's just face it, we're, we work uh, in terms of being gainfully full-time employed. Uh, more hours than we probably do yep. any er- other activity, right? Yep. So if you're in a stress-filled environment mm-hmm. and you're and 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 you're spending that much time in it, it'll have a physiological impact yes. on your body. Yes, right? I, I mean the truth is people are dying, mm. and this is why I I chose to bring up this topic okay. is because in reality this is a life or death reality. And I don't think people realize that. I think American society, the way we've constructed the workplace, that Mm -hmm. amount of hours, Mm -hmm. um, what we put up with as far as how we're treated, how Mm -hmm. we diminish ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, how we sacrifice time with our families, Mm -hmm. how we actually... um, Maybe, mm. like you said, suppress our voices, suppress our identity. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, you, mm-hmm. it doesn't take a genius to look around and understand that literally people are dying on the inside. Americans are statistically super unhappy. We are an unhappy people who are overworking, mm. and and I say that not just for those of you listeners who are you know, working, maybe you, you have a job, maybe you don't own a company, Mm -hmm. but I'm also speaking specifically to, to people who do own companies, Mm -hmm. who are Mm -hmm. listeners, who Mm -hmm. have influence and who have power because scripture says that the harvest is plentiful, but Mm -hmm. the laborers are few. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is Look, look at the world, Julian. Mm. We have a harvest that is ripe for the picking, ripe in the sense of they need Jesus. They're broken. Our system is broken. They are, they are in need of a Jesus that liberates, that saves, that enters into their day to day lives and removes them from this reality. And I say that the laborers are few because I feel like there's way too few of us who own companies, who are in the workplaces, who 
um, our bosses or just have the power to change the environment and standard in the workplace, but don't. But don't do it. They're don't afraid. even, you know, a lack of awareness of a need for change. Exactly. Right. And so if you don't even see it, you're not going to confront it. No. You'll never change it. No. Nope. No. Last, last podcast, we talked about the kingdom of God and we, and we set that up as a standard against which we would measure, um, what's happening, uh, from the statistics that you, you cited, yes. right. In terms of the lack of appreciation and, yes. and feeling like you hate your job. And we were saying that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy spirit. And that we as believers are to bring that into the workplace. And so as we pick up this week, what I want to um, examine with you a little bit more, Kyla, is this idea of if we're bringing the kingdom of God into mm-hmm. the workplace as believers, however, at the same time, we're feeling like uh, uh, we are not uh, experiencing the abundant life mm-hmm. that we know Christ died for us to have, then it begs a question as mm-hmm. to who is our God? Yeah, that's right. I'm so glad you brought that up. Right. Because if if you are, if you're willing to allow yourself, okay, now I'm not just going to be real with y'all today. If you're willing to allow yourself to be in an environment that's stressed out, Mm -hmm. um, you got your adrenaline and cortisol levels off the chain. You, you hate your job. uh, You feel unappreciated. Um, you feel like you can't be yourself. You're not even operating in your gifts and your calling and your purpose yet you choose. And I'm going to say that because I know that there are certain situations where you may feel like you are not empowered to make a decision that's going to change the trajectory of your life. Okay. So I get that. I'm not trying to ignore that. There are some situations where people are facing boundaries to employment or boundaries Mm -hmm. to advancement that are systemic. They're grounded in systems and institutions of racism yeah. Um, that you as an individual, you cannot easily jump that hurdle. Yeah. I'm not ignoring that when I make this but statement. If I can interject real mm-hmm, quick, mm-hmm. but that's why even if some of our listeners out mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. are business owners, yes, this applies to you too, because exactly. if you know in your workplace, yes. statistically, yes, that that is happening, mm-hmm. you you also have a responsibility to that. So whether you're being affected by it or you're the effector of it, of it, right. We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility and we have the uh, empowerment to choose. Mm -hmm. So, so my, my, my point is that if you are empowered to choose, to make a decision, to be purposeful and intentional, and yet you are allowing situation and circumstances around around your job to keep you bound by these 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 forces these forces (laughs) that these statistics are speaking to okay Mm -hmm. the question has to be asked of yourself who are you serving yep who is your god yeah who who are you worshiping and and in the workplace oftentimes in business whether you're a business owner or an employee making bank and and you know bringing home the coin. Oftentimes, it's very easy to begin to worship money mm-hmm. and not even realize that's what you're doing. That's true. It, it's 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 like um, you think about who's on the throne of your life. Just mm-hmm. close your eyes for a moment and see a throne room and and see a a, a seat uh, uh, of authority over your life. And and ask yourself who's who's seat who's seated there who who's sitting in that chair 
Yeah. Well, is it the Lord or is is it a is it a is it a spirit of money that you are responding to? Who whose kingdom of God are you really ushering in when you enter into the workplace? Yeah, and I think, in all honesty, and I'm going to give you all benefit of the doubt, but I think a lot of us think, oh yeah, Jesus, it's Jesus. I think we're so quick to say it's Jesus, mm-hmm. but if we were to take a hard look in the mirror, I'm mm-hmm. not exactly sure it actually is Jesus. So mm-hmm. uh, even for our listeners, like I want to take you through even this, I, I'm, I'm going to start propelling and poking and prodding okay. at you to actually see what you think. Because okay, okay. Um, I think the way we find out who sits at the throne is by actually identifying what our relationship is to money first. Okay. So Good. without identifying the kind of relationship you have with money, you'll never understand the power money does or does not have over mm, you. Mm-hmm. So you have to sit in that and we have to be truthful. Yes. So, so I ask, you know, I'm asking you listeners, what is your relationship to money? Yes. For some people, money is a tool. Yes. It's, you know, it's just simply something that you use and it helps get you to plan and a purpose that God put in your heart. Right. It's a um, means to an end. Yeah. And it's something to help it, build. You keep it there. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, it, right. It, it doesn't hold anything. It's a tool. You it's utilize tool. it. Right, exactly. But for many other people, sometimes money is extremely, um, it's painful. In mm. all honesty, money can be painful. What do you mean painful, So uh, it, it can be a thing where maybe you're still at this place where you're living paycheck to paycheck. And there are okay. business owners out there that do that because you're grinding. Mm-hmm. You're grinding so hard and you have this fear and you have this anxiety. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe you equate money to this modern idea of what it means to be successful. And I think we got to challenge that, to be honest with you. That's absolutely the truth. The The pain that you're speaking about that could be associated with people's relationship to money is often connected to the fact that they measure themselves mm-hmm. and their success mm-hmm. by how much money they have. Yep. So so what what happens when when we fall into that trap is our own sense of self-worth mm-hmm. is connected to how much we have in the bank. Yep. Um where we live. Mm-hmm. Uh the kind of car we drive. Uh what clubs do we belong to? Yep. Uh, who do we call our friends, mm-hmm. right? And and if you have a certain um, expectation in your heart with regards to what that success is supposed to look like as you examine those variables and then you look at your reality mm-hmm. and there's a gap, yep. that's painful. It is painful. Yeah. And it's painful because... Even in that, we're we're dreaming of a life, and dreaming's not bad. I'm I'm no, I'm for honey. dreaming, and I'm we're about to talk about dreaming. Actually, hey, hey, next, hey, listen, next 2019, I'm leaning all the way in. Come on, to the get dreams. it, okay, get so it, Julie. I'm not. So Yeah, I'm all about dreaming, but this <laughs> is how playing. we start identifying. Okay, whose dream are you building? Did God tell you to be part of that country club? Or you just want to be part of that country club? Did God tell you, yeah, go buy that car? Or you just like, I'm going to go get myself a car. I don't care how broke I am. Uh Uh-huh, because then I'm going to 
quote, feel better. Uh-huh. Say yeah, it. uh-huh. That's that's real talk right there. Yes. That's real talk. It and is. when you find yourself making decisions mm-hmm. that are grounded in that kind of thinking, let me say that you should also stop and reflect as to what your relationship with money is really all about. Exactly. Because those types of decisions and that type of thinking is definitely connected to a spirit of money mm-hmm. that says exalt me. Yep. Because it it's self-centeredness in, in all reality. And I know that's going to be hard for some of our listeners, but it's a- truth. Absolutely. And our self-worth is never, ever, ever measured by how much money we have in the bank that's or where right. we live or that's who our right. friends are. That's we are right. fearfully and wonderfully Amen. made because God said so. That's he right. knitted us in our mother's womb. He knows the very mm-hmm. number of hairs that are on our head. He knows our rising up and our going down. Yes, he knows preach, our going out and our coming in. And he says we are worthy to be called the sons of and daughters of the most high God. That is where our worth is. We mm-hmm. are kingdom kids, folks. Yes. That's I don't care right. how much money you have. I don't care where you live. I don't care who your friends are. Mm-hmm. You are a child of the most high God. And until that becomes your reality and how you measure your self worth, then you will always be a victim of, oh my God, that deceitful uh, spirit that tries to say that unless you meet the, the, the standard that the world has set for things that are seen with the natural eye, you are a nobody. You will become prey to that spirit. Yes. Amen. And it will okay. cause you to stay in a situation where you choose to worship the God of money. And it is a lie. I mean... I just want to name that for our listeners. This yeah, idea deceit, that your I- identity deception. is in money or in yeah. in what the world tells you you are. And I don't know mm. who needs this. I just, this mm. is the prophetic notion of, mm. in, in me. Um, but I feel like so many of our listeners deal with that. They deal with Listen. the lie of their identity and they're ashamed. They're ashamed of who they are in the mirror because yes. they have measured themselves to the things of this world. And I am yes. here to tell you, be free, Amen. released from that in yes. the name of Jesus. You don't mm-hmm. have to believe the lie of the enemy. When you look in the mirror, I want you to do what Jelaine said. You are fearfully and wonderfully created. That's right. And it doesn't matter your worth. It doesn't is, matter how much is in um, your bank account. It doesn't right. matter um, whether you went to college, that's whether right. you own a house or rent a house. You are fearfully and wonderfully <laughs> created as you are. And don't you dare measure your level of success yes. to the things of this world. Measure yes. your level of success by asking yourself, have I been faithful to who God has called me to be? That's that, right. That's that right. is success. And we were talking last week about, you know, how is it that a person can choose to uh, be obedient to mm-hmm. the wooing of the Holy Spirit when he is saying to us to leave a situation that um, we are um, not appreciated. You know, mm-hmm. we're not celebrated. Um, we feel like we cannot be authentic in the delivery of our gifts and our purpose to the world, or we're, we're doing a job that we hate. And yet we, we see that there's lack, uh, apparent lack. I'll put it that way. It's an illusion of lack uh, attached to making a decision to follow after God and leave that unhealthy situation. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how, how is it that a person would come to a place where they would make a decision mm-hmm. to leave? Mm-hmm. And it has to do with them knowing who they are. Amen. And that their identity is 
grounded in their relationship with the Most High God. And he is going to take care of us. That's right. He is our source. Yes. He is the one who provides. And if he's calling any one of us out of a current situation, it's because he has better Amen. Waiting on us. Amen. And that's where the peace comes from, Julian. We talked about what what is the kingdom of God. It's righteousness, peace, and joy Mm. in the Holy Spirit. Mm. And Mm. that's Mm. where you find peace. You find peace in knowing who you are in God. And until our listeners learn how to enter Mm. into that, Mm. you know, you're going to keep looking to the things of this world to give you peace. And let me tell you, they do not last. It doesn't last. They they might give you a high, but they do not last. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm. but that's why, you know, uh, it's so important to, that's why I ask our listeners to reflect what is your relationship to your money, because this is going to tell you where your identity is rooted. And that, that comes back to the topic of our episode, which is who is your king? Who is your king? Who's your king in your kingdom? You don't know what kingdom you're serving unless if you know the king above the kingdom. Hello. So is it cash or is it Christ? Amen. And, and you even talk about Good this, Jillian. You Right? Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, To yes, my own yes. horn. Um, who, who is your king? Because when you think about it, it's either cash or Christ. We know mm-hmm. in the marketplace that... Uh, cash is king. I often, often say that. I've written it in my books. I acknowledge it as the truth. Cash is king in the marketplace. Why do I say that? Because if you're a business owner, if you don't have cash flow, then your company eventually is not going to uh, live. That dog won't hunt. Uh, you are going to find <laughs> yourself out of business, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what that means when, when when we hear that saying, cash is king. It makes the 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 whole system work. But we know the king of kings. That's right. The king of kings. The king of kings. The king, the ruler of all the other little Hello. micro kingdoms. All the kingdoms of this world. Yes. His name is Jesus. Yes. He is Adonai. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the most high God and he loves us enough to be in relationship with us. So yeah, we know, we know that cash is king in the world of business, but we also know that Jesus is the king of kings. That's right. And so that's what we want our listeners to also acknowledge in their own personal life. So who are you serving? That's the question Kyla and I want to leave with you on this episode as we Mm -hmm. continue to examine this topic. The, what you call it? The workplace? The sea (laughs) Sea of of despair. despair. I just can't. (laughs) Such a hopeful title. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. So we're going to just go ahead and, and kind of bring this to a close for this week. But we encourage you to continue to uh, chime in and listen um, as we unpacked this. Because again, like I said before last week, we're not going to leave you with no hope. I mean, we know that their workplace may be a sea of despair. However, we know that as children of the Most High God, we have access to the kingdom of God. And that means that we are able to live a life full of righteousness, peace, and joy. And so I just want to invite you to continue to come on into the podcast. Next week, Kyle and I will be back. 
and we are going to continue to examine this. Mm-hmm. And I think next week, Kyla, we're going to be talking a little bit about, okay, we got it. We've acknowledged where we are. We're examining our relationship with money. What's the next step? Vision. Mm-hmm. Catching a vision for the kingdom of God. Catching so a vision. How for the to do of that, God. what that looks like, and yes. how to um, set yourself up to success for Amen. getting a vision. So, hey, it's Kyla Alvarez and Julaine Smith. We love you guys. We Thanks love for you tuning guys. in. Thanks for tuning see in. See you next we'll week, see you everybody. Next week. I'm loving God and making money. Bye bye.